This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, April 9th, 2022. This week in security news, America's highest-ranking and most senior military officer told lawmakers on Tuesday that the world is becoming more unstable and the, quote, potential for significant international conflict is increasing, not decreasing. Here's General Mark Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Chairman Smith, Ranking Member Rogers, uh, distinguished members of the committee, I'm privileged to represent the soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and guardians of the United States Joint Force. Our troops are the best led, best equipped, best trained, most lethal, and most capable military force in the world. Alongside our allies and partners at any given time, approximately 400,000 American troops are currently standing watch in 155 countries and conducting operations every day to keep Americans safe. Currently, we are supporting our European allies and guarding NATO's eastern flank in the face of the unnecessary war of aggression by Russia against the people of Ukraine and the assault on the democratic institutions and the rules-based international order that have prevented great power war for the last 78 years since the end of World War II. We are now facing two global powers, China and Russia, each with significant military capabilities, both who intend to fundamentally change the rules-based current global order. We are entering a world that is becoming more unstable and the potential for significant international conflict between great powers is increasing, not decreasing. The United States military comprises one of the four key components of national power diplomatic, economic, informational, and military that protect the homeland and sustain a stable and open international system. In coordination with the other elements of power, we constantly develop a wide range of military options for the President as Commander-in-Chief and for this Congress to consider. As the U.S. military, we are prepared to deter and, if necessary, fight and win anyone who seeks to attack the United States or our allies or our significant core vital national security interests. We are witness to the greatest threat to peace and security of Europe and perhaps the world in my 42 years of service in uniform. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is threatening to undermine not only European peace and stability, but global peace and stability that my parents and a generation of Americans fought so hard to defend. The islands of the Pacific and the beaches of Normandy bore witness to the incredible tragedy that befalls humanity when nations seek power through military aggression across sovereign borders. Despite the horrific assault on the institutions of freedom, it is heartening to see the world rally and say never again to the specter of war in Europe. Your military stands ready to do whatever is directed in order to maintain peace and stability on the European continent, peace that ensures global stability and international order where all nations can prosper in peace. We are also prepared and need to sustain our capabilities anywhere else in the globe, as well with our priority effort being in the Asia-Pacific region measured against our pacing challenge of a rising People's Republic of China. And in defense of our nation, we must also maintain competitive overmatch in all the domains of war, cyber, space, land, sea, and air. To conclude, the United States is at a very critical and historic geostrategic inflection point. 
we need to pursue a clear-eyed strategy of maintaining the peace through the unambiguous capability of strength relative to China or Russia. General Milley was asked about the need to reallocate additional forces to Europe's eastern flank, where NATO allies are worried they may be Russia's next target. General Milley responded that his advice would be to create permanent bases, but instead of stationing troops abroad for the normal two- or three-year assignment, the same effect can be achieved by rotating forces through these new bases. Quoting General Milley, I believe a lot of our European allies, especially those such as the Baltics or Poland and Romania and elsewhere, they're very, very willing to establish permanent bases. They'll build them and they'll pay for them. Milley said Tuesday that while there are no decisions yet, there is a possibility, if not probability, of increasing U.S. troops in Europe and that need could be filled by rotational forces. Milley also said that Moscow's aggression in Ukraine and its ongoing demands that the U.S. and NATO reduce troops and arms in European countries along Russia's borders signal a lengthy conflict in a region that extends beyond Ukraine. Quote, I do think that this is a very protracted conflict, and I think it's at least measured in years. I think that NATO, the United States, Ukraine, and all of the allies and partners that are supporting Ukraine are going to be involved in this for quite some time. Unquote. In related news, public support and political momentum for Finland joining NATO has reached an all-time high as a result of the war in Ukraine, raising the very real possibility that the alliance's borders with Russia could extend by more than 830 miles within a matter of months. On Wednesday of this week, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg told reporters that the military alliance would quickly welcome Finland and Sweden into its ranks with open arms if they decided to apply. Listeners are reminded that just two days after the start of the invasion of Ukraine in February, Russia's foreign ministry threatened Sweden and Finland with military and political consequences if either tried to join NATO. Also this week, an extraordinary press conference was held just outside NATO headquarters early Thursday morning before a ministerial meeting. Behind one of the microphones was Dmitry Kuliba, Minister of Foreign Affairs for Ukraine. When asked by the BBC about the different types of responses he is receiving to requests for additional arms shipments to Ukraine, here is Kaliba's answer. Yes, there are two ways of approaching the issue of weapons supplies. The first one is when you do not want to supply anything. You come up with the argument, we don't have to do it because it will pull us or NATO as a whole into the war. The second approach is completely different. This is line of thinking is completely different. We will provide Ukraine with all necessary weapons so that we, neither we nor NATO as a whole, will have to fight in this war because Ukrainians will do it for us. I think the deal that Ukraine is offering is fair. You give us weapons, we sacrifice our lives, and the war is contained in Ukraine. This is it. Shifting over to Northeast Asia, tensions are once again increasing on the Korean Peninsula. On April 1st, Su Wok, South Korea's defense minister, boasted that South Korea could accurately and swiftly strike any targets in North Korea. Kim Yo-jong, a high-ranking North Korean official and the sister of Kim Jong-un, the country's dictator, quickly fired back, accusing the, quote, scum-like guy of senseless bluster for threatening a preemptive strike. She added that, in case South Korea opts for military confrontation with us, our nuclear combat force will have to invariably carry out its duty. On Wednesday of this week, Sung Kim, the special representative for North Korea policy at the U.S. State Department, said Washington believes Pyongyang may be preparing to test a nuclear weapon on April 15th, an annual holiday held to celebrate the anniversary of the birth of the country's founder, Kim Il-sung. 
Sure enough, new commercial satellite imagery is showing that North Korea is once again tunneling at its remote underground nuclear test site. Listeners are reminded that Pyongyang has conducted six nuclear tests since 2006. The last, in September of 2017, was of a weapon estimated to have a yield of at least 140 kilotons, which is approximately 10 times as powerful as the atomic bomb dropped by the United States on Hiroshima, Japan in 1945. Alert USA continues to monitor the situation in Eastern Europe and Northeast Asia and will immediately notify service subscribers of any changes in the overall threat picture for American citizens and interests as events warrant. In travel security news, once again, Alert USA cautions that the conflict in Eastern Europe has potential to get much worse and spill over into neighboring NATO nations is a possibility. If you are planning travel abroad, regardless of the destination, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations for your destination as well as for the latest evolving international travel regulations. Alert USA also recommends international travelers take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important information from the embassy about safety conditions in your destination country, as well as to help the U.S. Embassy contact you in an emergency. Once again, you can find more on each of the stories in this report in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. Take a moment and visit ThreatJournal.com to sign up. The publication is free, and a copy of this week's issue will be immediately sent to you via email. If you would like to receive breaking threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings, and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an AlertsUSA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, April 9th, 2022.